recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment. Hey, this is Kurt Angle, and welcome to The Kurt Angle Show. On the show today, we'll be watching when I defeated The Rock for my very first WWF championship. But first, let me introduce to you my co-host, Paul Bromwell. How you doing today, Paul? Kurt, I'm doing great, man. It's great to see you once again. And buddy, what a couple of weeks that we've had lately here on The Kurt Angle Show. We've yeah. talked to <laughs> EC3, Billy Corgan, last week, Corey Graves, and since we talked, he and Carmella had their beautiful baby boy baby popped out. All right. Yep. Congratulations, Demi guys. If you're Demi listening. Yeah. Dimitri Paul is his name. Dimitri, so I wonder where he got that. Well, we know. I mean, and the middle name, Paul, I mean, you can't go wrong with that. <laughs> you, <name>. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. But I mean, you know what? It was so cool to see that post uh, on social media and, uh, we just had him on and there's a lot of great feedback and comments, uh, from having Corey on, uh, on the show, man. And I, oh, I just had a I saw them last month and Carmela was about to explode <laughs> and she looked phenomenal. Oh like, yeah. I mean, the girl, even, you know, with this belly out there here, she looked incredible. I mean, she's just a really good looking woman, you know, very attractive. <laughs> oh, there's no doubt about it. She yeah. was posted on social media up until the last few days and there were jaw droppers. I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah. Corey hit a home run out of PNC park. Okay. Yeah, she did, but she's not as pretty as my wife. <laughs> <laughs> wow, they're Kurt Angle with the save, and we're just getting started here this week on the show. Uh, but yeah, hey, Corey, Carmela, we are thrilled for you. And uh, your wife's having too much fun today. As we record this, she's doing a Q&A with her Instagram followers all about Kurt Angle and being married to you. And she showed a picture of you and your singlet climbing ah. the ropes. <laughs> did you see what I did there? Yes, I did. Yes, oh, I did. man. Did you see what I posted on Twitter? I did. I did. People giving me shit for the sling. <laughs> yeah, it's singlet. I get it, guys. I get it. And uh, it was funny. I saw Apple review. You know, you sometimes I go to those Apple reviews, Kurt, and I'm like, let me see what they're saying about the show. And, and I quickly realized, okay, yeah, so they hate me. And they... <laughs> This person thinks I suck ass. That's cool. And, uh, oh, I can't pronounce the word singlet. I'm calling it slinglet apparently. So that sucks. Would and like then I'll fan to do that, to reach out to you. Yeah. Did you do that? Did you say, can no. you just hit up? Can you expose him on social media just for the <laughs> dumbass that he is? Oh man. So much fun. Hey, uh, let's keep going. Cause we got a lot to cover and let's transition into the football because you're 12 and six. You got a win and a loss last week. You picked the Steelers over the Titans, oh. your angle lock. It happened, but your angle upset, buddy, you picked the Cowboys over the Eagles and Kurt, our guy, Derek Sabato, our research guy is a hardcore Eagles fan. He wasn't happy with the pick. Neither was the city of brotherly love. And at the end of the game, the Eagles prevailed. So here we are, pal. You took the L right, on that well, one. Listen, I, I gotta, I gotta sing the the Eagles fight song. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> That's not how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Yeah. Like, you just give me the opening line. Do you remember it? Um, fly, Eagles, fly on the way to victory. Fly, Eagles, fly, score a touchdown. One, two, three. <laughs> That's all I got. Oh, hey, that was worth it. That was tremendous. Oh, my God. So there you go, Derek. He promised you, and he did it for you. Fly, I Eagles, fly. It, oh, God, I picked please. the wrong team. Damn yeah, it. And, and no more you singing on the show ever again. <laughs> Never. Uh, but, yeah, so you're so listen, one and one last week, 12 and six overall. Here we are, week 10. The Eagles are on a bye week, so you don't have to pick against them or pick for them this time. Who's your angle lock? Who's your angle upset as we approach week 10? Well, I was hoping the Eagles were playing because I was going to pick them. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I think they're unbeatable. But, okay, this is what I'm going to go with. The lock, I'm going to pick the Steelers over the Packers. Steelers are 5-3 and three right now. I know the Packers are struggling a little bit. I think they're like 3-5. and five. But I, I really, listen. The Steelers, they've had a more than half-decent season. Their offense isn't doing really well. Their defense is doing incredibly well. But I have to believe in the Steelers. Every week, I'm going to pick them regardless. I know you said that. We we need we need the offense to, as a group to pull their heads out of their asses on a consistent <laughs> basis, not wait for the fourth fucking quarter. Pardon my yeah, French. Yeah, the last second. Oy. Okay, so you got the Steelers as your lock. Who's your upset? All right, this is going to be tough. Um I'm going to pick the Broncos over the Bills. Oh, reason, oh my listen, God. The Broncos, they're only three and five, but they beat Kansas City last week, 24 to nine. Okay. They're on a roll, baby. They just beat the best team in the NFL. They better be on some kind of roll. Could you imagine this Broncos team who they were able to, they were ready to trade it all to beat the Chiefs and then the Bills on back to back weeks? Kurt Angle, that would be huge. Yeah. yeah Russell Wilson, man, he still has it. Th that would be almost as much of a big upset as you defeating rock back in, uh, in 2000 and what we're about to watch today. So we'll see what happens. You did it you, today. with a booger in you, in your nose, you accomplished <laughs> it at the end. And that's what we're going to watch here today. So there it is. His picks. He's got the Broncos over the bills, Steelers over the Packers and Kurt, we're going to dig back in deep 23 years ago. When you first became the WWF champion, let's dig in. You defeated The Rock, who, by the way, I don't know if you saw on social media, you got the Democrats, the Republicans, everybody's after him and wants him to run for office. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah. I feel badly for him. I mean, <laughs> when, even if he did run for office, what side is he going to do? Yeah, just independent. He's either way. <laughs> right. All of a sudden, his ticket sales go down from one side or the other. Man, just just to, 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 just stay out of that lane, Rock. Stay out uh, of that. Run lane. independent and uh, <laughs> yeah. come up with your own concepts. Yeah, if you smell what the Rock is cooking, it's going to be the slogan as he goes into the White House. <laughs> Maybe Kurt Angle, you show up for the celebration there when he makes it into the presidency. You get to dance in the ballroom. I'll be the first one there, man. Oh, with the milk truck hose. <laughs> <laughs> Who's down the loser? Oh, this is going to be awesome. Oh, uh, man. Let's talk about you and The Rock, though. And it all starts, the build for you becoming WWF champion starts on the first Raw on TNN. Kurt, did the move from USA Network to TNN have any effect on you whatsoever? Were you clueless? Did you have any idea where you're like, I don't know, I'm just going to show up and wrestle? You know what? I think everybody was happy with USA Network. I think that is the biggest cable station in, in the United States. I believe so. I don't know what the demographic or, or what, you know, TNN, how many uh, households yeah. they cover, 
But I know USA Network is the biggest net, uh, cable network in the United States. So I think we're happy with that. I think we're a little nervous about switching networks. I'm not, sure. Not, not realizing whether the fans were going to come uh, switch over or not. Anytime so. you have to take someone who's trained to turn into a certain channel at a certain time, same bat time, same bat channel, and all of a sudden you're going to throw a little bit of a monkey wrench in it. There's always got to be a little bit of concern there. So, yeah, yeah. I'm sure the ratings will drop for a little while, but then eventually they'll hear about it and realize it's on a different network and start watching it. Yeah. Yeah. They'll figure it out. Well, at this point in time, Kurt, Steve Austin, he's returned to the WWF and you're going to hear me say WWF a lot this week because it was still the WWF and he's going to open this raw with commissioner Foley discussing the investigation into who hit stone cold with the car. Uh, Kurt, were you ever considered to be the person who hit Austin with the car? It caused him to be out for almost a year. I would have loved to, but I wasn't on TV yet. And, okay. uh, I don't think they were considering me. Uh, actually, I would have loved to have that storyline. Right. How, how would that be coming into the company for your very first, you know, program is against Stone Cold Steve Austin because you ran him over the car. All right. I mean, that, that would have been really cool. Talk but about a heat magnet. That going to happen. Yeah. Well, eventually Chris Benoit will come out and he's asking for a title shot. And then you come out and announce you have forgiven Stephanie McMahon for what happened at Unforgiven. For those of you that don't remember, it was Kurt Angle and Triple H at Unforgiven. And uh, Stephanie got involved, costing you the match, Kurt. She chose Triple H. Yeah, she did. And uh, you said she's still your friend, though, here, Kurt. You're still <laughs> friends. And uh, you cut a promo on Austin, and he stuns you. He, said, he basically just gives you the bird and stuns you. But what are you told here? Uh, are you told that, hey, you're going to be wrestling for the WWE? title at no mercy we told this early no no i wasn't actually um they didn't tell me till the probably four or five days before the pay-per-view no mercy so they they kept that under wraps i i literally did not know i knew i was wrestling rocket no mercy but i didn't know i was winning the title until they told me basically the last second okay well there's a backstage segment on this raw and uh it's with Trish Stratus. You know, you remember Trish, right? Yeah, I remember Trish. <laughs> okay. I certainly hope so. She was uh, hitting on you, uh, but you didn't really notice until <laughs> she stuck the medals down her cleavage. I did a double take. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, and that's uh, that was with a broken freaking neck. You did that double take. <laughs> it probably caused great strain on your neck. But I'm telling you, you could probably sell those, sell those uh, medals on eBay for a nice profit right now. Kurt. <laughs> yeah, any gold medals that touch Trish Stratus's breasts, it can go for a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yours truly would you put up just a nice do it all day long. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, just, just you know, where? Oh my God. Yeah, that would be a big hit for sure. Uh, so, uh, too bad you still don't have those suckers. Uh, so there you go. She's hitting on you. She's wearing your medals. They're betwixt her, her, her bosoms and, uh, Kurt's not having it, right? He's staying focused. We move on. It's the main event. It's raw and rock defends and retains his title over your pal, Chris Benoit, but you and Benoit, you lay out rock and triple H after the match. Stephanie slaps you in the face. How many times did she slap you in the face back in this? Oh, good. During this three time? or four times. Yeah. Yeah. Once she slapped you. Scenes. And how, yeah. That doesn't even count what she did behind the scenes. Uh, she slapped you in the face for beating up Hunter and you wouldn't react, but Benoit would by headbutting her and you'd leave with Benoit and not care about Stephanie. 
Were you sad to see the focus of you and Stephanie start to get phased out here at all? Because, man, you two had some electric chemistry on screen. Uh, you know what? Um, you know, she she was kind of my manager, but there was like a romance going on. And uh, I don't know why it came to an abrupt end. Uh, I'm not sure if somebody didn't like it or, you know, I, I don't really know. But um, I thought we were going to continue on, especially knowing that Vince knowing that I was going to be world champion. In the next couple of months, um, you know, I, I thought that we would continue on, but it didn't happen. Uh, eventually, we got back together. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. They they realized the chemistry between the two of you. And by the way, Stephanie, if you're listening, which I know you do, you download, subscribe, <laughs> and uh, watch us on YouTube. We'd love to have you on the show again. Yes, sometime. we would. <laughs> yep, to discuss all this and so much more. Uh, Kurt on SmackDown. We transition SmackDown. It's in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. It's and out. you tell Mick Foley he's doing a great job as commissioner. You're kissing his ass. And that Mick is being fair minded and is also an eloquent dresser. Uh, I don't <laughs> think he's ever gotten that compliment much. You asked Mick for a match against Triple H for his hometown fans in the main event, but then call the Steelers a disgrace. This is what you do, Kurt. You say the Pirates are an embarrassment and that no one cares about the Penguins. And with so many of the fans in attendance tonight out on bail, they deserve <laughs> nothing less than you in the main event. Is this all Brian Gortz? Yes. Yes, it was Brian. But man, <laughs> I got some real heat there. It was really good. Yeah, and I hope part of it was your family saying, Kurt, what are you doing? This is our hometown, you asshole. My brothers wanted to beat my ass. Oh, I love it. I love it. But, man, you talk about that's always the go-to to get immediate heat, man, once you start bashing those local sports teams. Oh, yeah, yeah. It worked for me all the time. Everywhere I went, I always picked on the sports teams. Uh, and it does. It still works to this day. Uh, Kurt, later on, you and Benoit get into it about his headbutt on Stephanie, and Benoit calls you a clown. And, uh, you ask Benoit if he's the best wrestler in the business. If he, you say, you tell him, you say, if you're the best wrestler in the business, Chris, where's all your gold medals? <laughs> That's a very good point, Kurt. I mean, how do you come it back from something good, like that? It wasn't it? Yeah. He doesn't yeah, have any gold medals. That's right. That's right. Not even the ones that Trish Stratus had, but you know, around her <laughs> neck. God, Foley comes out. He makes a tag match. And, uh, the main event is going to be you teaming with Chris Benoit to take on rock and triple H. Kurt, I got to ask, is it a big deal for you to be facing off with two of the biggest stars in the company? And it's all in Pittsburgh, your hometown. Yes, yes, it was. It, it, actually, this is one of my favorite matches that I had in Pittsburgh in my hometown. My favorite match was against Stone Cold Steve Austin when I beat him for the world title. But this was second because you had the Rock and Triple H on one side and Chris Benoit and I on the other. And here I am in my hometown. You know, People that I personally know were there. And they were huge rock and Triple H fans. It's like, holy crap, Kurt Angle is in the ring with these two big stars. It was really cool. I got some great feedback from the fans of Pittsburgh. You did, because it didn't matter that you were a heel or the bad guy, because you end up getting the pin on the rock with the Olympic slam, and the building explodes. <laughs> For you I couldn't the believe I actually beat the rock. That's why. <laughs> yeah. So they pop hard. Uh, Stephanie was even cheering for you. <laughs> did, did the rock have any issues at this point? Cause again, you're baby Kurt here in the WWF. Does he have any issues putting you over or was he no, like, rock, uh, rock was never political. He never got involved with any of the finishes. He always did what he was told to do. And that's what I loved about rock. He always, he always took the, um, uh, high road and yeah. he never, never tried to, you know, go behind someone's back and try to get a finish change. Wasn't political. Yeah. It wasn't political by any stretch no. of the imagination. He was just wanting to, it, you can tell that 
I, it's easy to see that as a fan just by his demeanor and how he talks about the business and his love for it. He gets it. There's a lot of respect for it. Yes. Yeah. Well, Kurt, the next Raw from Washington, D.C. features The Rock offering you a title shot. Uh, Mick Foley and Hunter would interrupt, then Benoit and Kane, then Rikishi. This thing goes on for 25 minutes to open a show. What do you think? Do you think that long of a segment is just, is it good? Yes, is it and okay. you know what? We did quite a bit of them in, during the Attitude Era. I mean, it, the Attitude Era was storyline promo city, okay? Yeah. It wasn't even wrestling. It got to the point that there was so little wrestling that none of the wrestlers tied up when they started the match. It start with action, punch, 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 shoot, reverse, off the ropes. You know, it was all high action because they didn't have time to tell a story at the beginning of the match because they did. They did so much. They spent so much time on promos and pre-tapes that they didn't have a lot of time for wrestling. But when the wrestling did happen in the Attitude Era, it was badass. Pay per views, yes, yes. Yeah, they the they payoff. made sure you know they gave the fans their money's worth. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm with you. Uh, this leads to you taking on Hunter for the number one contendership for the WWF title. Stephanie comes out after Hunter told her not to, and it would lead to Benoit threatening Stephanie. And when triple H went for the save, Benoit cracks him with a chair and you pinned him with the Olympic slam and Kurt, you're the number one contender. Yeah, baby. Oh yeah, I'm baby. No mercy. <laughs> Do you think Benoit, Hunter, Stephanie, this whole storyline did that muddle the win for you? I mean, because this is a big freaking deal, as you like to say. Or were you like, hey, whatever it takes to get me to where they want to position me, I'm game. You know what? What I always say is it doesn't matter how you get there. As long as you get there and you make history, and yeah. that's all that matters. That's what people are going to remember. That Kurt Angle was the champion back then. Not that, hey, Kurt Angle had this match and there were a bunch of people that got involved and you know all that bullshit. It's just that you know for that evening... It might have been a little too much, but afterward, nobody remembers. They just remember I was, you know, I won. That's it. As young as you were in the business, you already understood the fact, hey, it's the story, it's storyline driven business and whatever we got to do to make it sense. At the end of the day, I'm going to go over, I'm going to be the champ. And that's all that matters. Yes. Cause sir. you know what happens when you're the champ, you get paid. Cha-ching. Ah. <laughs> uh. So uh, let's talk about Vince McMahon here for a little bit. What is he talking to you about? How's he getting you ready? Is he getting you excited for the title? I mean, do you feel like, hey, he is numero uno in Kurt Angle's corner. He's riding the angle train. Well, right when I started, Vince had his eyes on me and he took care of me. He, he, was not, he wasn't teaching me how to wrestle in the ring. Uh, that, that was um, the guys that I would wrestle, you know, the guys that would talk me through the matches get me to learn while I was learning on the job. But Vince really talked to me about promos and pre-tapes and how to deliver them. And uh, he really, he made me his project because he wanted me to be able to be really good at that stuff. And, and I was, and it was because of him. Mm -hmm. um, you know, he, he did, you know, unfortunately I didn't get to prepare before I went on TV uh, before I started in the business I didn't do much uh, promos or pre-tapes. I just did wrestling. But uh, when I started on TV, Vince started to teach me every week. After I do my promo, he'd sit me down, tell me what I did right, what I did wrong, and we would go through everything. So Vince, uh, you know, I was kind of his project the first year. And I, I believe that's the reason why I had so much success. I won every title you could win my first year in the business. I mean, listen, he knew you had the wrestling thing down pat. Yeah. So that's not the, the issue. 
what he also probably knew is he probably went back like we did a few months ago and watched your Memphis promos. Okay. <laughs> and then he was like, holy shit, I got my work cut out for me. Yes. <laughs> if I can turn Kurt Angle's promos into gold. If, actually, if he would have seen my Memphis promo, I would have never came up to TV. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but he worked on you and took you under his wing. And then you became, you know, serious Kurt. You became funny Kurt. Look how you're. Uh, your whole being, your whole personality evolved. He, he, he allowed me to have a lot of depth and, and yeah. he trusted me to be able to carry that out, which I was pleasantly surprised because it was very early in my career. And he had me doing goofy Kurt, serious Kurt, you know, yeah. Kurt, kick-ass Kurt, uh, heel Kurt, you know, it was <laughs> sexy <laughs> Kurt, yeah. rapper sexy Kurt. Kurt. Yeah. Rapper Kurt. <laughs> you did it all Kurt. Yes, but, uh, I did. The many faces of Kurt. I was they so had, versatile. You were. They had the, the many faces of Foley, but I think there's the many faces of Kurt. <laughs> you did all. I mean, seriously, people post these videos of you on social media, and you're doing all this shit, dressed up like John Cena, putting this little, you know, little guy into an ankle lock. No, did you see that? An ankle lock. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, but you dressed up like John Cena, like a rapper with the yes. football jersey, and you grabbed this 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 little person who had a sing singlet on, and you threw him in a in, a, in the ankle lock. No, he three put me in an ankle lock. Did oh he did, and then you tapped out. That's right. That's right. That's right. Hello. Because uh, he was Kurt Angle. I had to yeah. tap out to him. That's true. That's mini true. Kurt. Mini. <laughs> He's just a mini care, mini care. Uh, well guys, we move on before, uh, I need, I need to, to settle down here. Uh, the next SmackDowns in Baltimore, you cut a promo about how you're on quite the winning streak, defeating the rock and Hunter in recent weeks. And it's almost like Cal Ripken's streak, except that yours well actually means something because you're going to end up on top and you're not a washed up like all the rest of these losers. Here we go again. That real sports heat, Kurt. It worked. I think we were in Baltimore. Was it Baltimore? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Sir. Yes, sir. Cal Ripken, a huge name down there. He's a huge name everywhere. Oh, I Cal's a man. All over the country. Have yeah. you ever met Cal Ripken? Once. Yes, I okay. did. Yes, I did. Very nice guy. I met him at a charity event. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, I grew up outside of the Baltimore area. My dad, mega Orioles fan. So I got the, I remember watching 2131 and him lapping the stadium back uh, in the day when he broke the streak. So uh, pretty cool. But here you are trashing the man. Uh, so you can get some cheap heat as they call it in wrestling. And uh, that's just what you did, Kurt. Uh, so Stephanie comes out, helps you defeat your favorite backside buddy, Rikishi, and too cool when you team with Edge and Christian. But the real story is that Hunter told her to go home and Stephanie stayed to make sure you win, Kurt, as the world She's turns. Nice girl. Oh, yeah. This is the as the world tur turns portion of our show. Speaking of Edge and Christian, did they know you were going to win the title here, dude? And the. Were they happy for you? Did they give you some props? Talk about that. Oh, no, they didn't. Actually, that was under wraps until the day of the pay-per-view. Okay. Literally, nobody knew it but me and Rock. That's it. It was supposed to be kept a secret. I'm not sure why, but, you know, I, I think that because it was going to be such a surprise that I beat The Rock, you know, 10 months into my wrestling career. Well, and, and usually they like to try to keep stuff quiet. I know they do nowadays because they don't want the dirt sheets spoiling it out you know, sending it out beforehand. Well, so. you know what? I'm not going to lie to you. Back then when I was wrestling, the dirt sheets knew everything. 
They knew everything. That's, that's, that's exactly why. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. So that's why they kept it a secret. So you, uh, you thank Stephanie for her help as she's leaving the arena and you offer to have her accompany yourself to the ring because she's such an asset and Hunter is crazy not to see that Stephanie shakes your hand and says, she's going to think about it, Kurt. What do you think this story could have been between you and Stephanie if it went all the way with her being your manager? That's the part I wanted to finish my sentence there while you were champion. I, just picture it. Kurt Angle, WWF champion with Stephanie McMahon by his side. That could have been yeah, so that much been fun. The, the, the best duo in the history of the business. Oh. Honestly, um, I'm not sure what occurred um, because – it went from being a romance uh, a program where she was my manager as a romantic kind of thing. And then, and then they kind of backed off and took her away from me for a little while. Then they brought her back and said, listen, it's strictly business. She's just your manager. No more romance. Yeah. So I'm not I sure. I know what happened. That period I do. That, I know what happened. You no, know, it is what it is. And that, that, that's what I had to deal with. And, and that's okay with me. Yeah, well, what happened was she's a she's a husband. His name's Hunter, and he's like, "Fuck this romance bullshit. We're not doing that anymore." Okay, okay, no more lip. You know what? Honestly, Hunter never he didn't seem to have ever have a problem with it. I'm being honest with you. I actually kissed her on TV, and you know he wasn't like. And Vince was coaching you. I want to see tongue, tongue, Kurt Angle. Oh man. Well, she did manage one person as a WWF champion, and that was Chris Jericho. And there was always a lot of controversy about that story and how it all played out. So uh, what did you think of Jericho, Stephanie Hunter story into that WrestleMania? You know what? I felt like Jericho relied on Stephanie too much. Um, you know, Jericho, this was his first world title, <laughs> right? I mean, this was really big for him. He actually won the undisputed championship and they put him with Stephanie and I felt like Stephanie was, was the head of it. You know, she was calling the shots and it was yeah. like, a lot of spotlight on her. Yeah. yeah. Jericho, he should have been on his own, at least for his first title run. I really believe that because Chris had the ability to entertain people. Uh, you knew he eventually he was going to be a champion. He didn't need somebody like Stephanie, but you know, they did that. And, and Stephanie's not a bad person to have with you. Actually, she's very effective. She doesn't miss a spot. She's great at promos. She's a very good looking woman. It's actually, you know, a good idea to have her, have her as your manager, but I just felt like, like Chris could have done it alone. Yeah. Based on the strength of his character. Yeah, you know what I tried to do? Tell me. I called Vince two weeks before WrestleMania. I'm like, Hey, Stephanie was my manager and we had a little romance going and now she's with Jericho. I think you should throw me in the world title match with him and triple H and make it a triple threat. <laughs> and what did he, what did he say? He said, I'll think about it. <laughs> and that didn't happen. No, it didn't. No, it did. I, you know what? I don't blame him. Probably Hunter said, no, no, I, I just want to focus on Chris, which is fine with me. I thought, you know, that's the way they were supposed to go anyway. But, uh, yeah, I got, I got shut down. Yeah. But you were, you were game. You wanted to get right back in there and that yes, makes, I, uh, I love it. Especially for the payday. Yeah. Bing and bingo. There it is. Well, listen, Kurt, the next raw is, uh, in October is that legendary raw where Rikishi admits that he was the driver that hit Steve Austin. What did you think of Rikishi admitting that he hit Steve Austin? And then his classic line, I did it for the rock. <laughs> what did you think about it being Rikishi? Well, I mean, 
it does make sense. They're kind of related. Um, yeah, yeah. But you know why he do it for the Rock? Like, I guess family. I, the I bloodline started all that all those years ago, early, right? <laughs> but but you know what? What was cool about it was, wow. Okay, I know where they're going with this. The Rock versus Austin. I mean, that that's gonna yeah. be one of the biggest matches of all time. And 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 they were they they were building that up. And I thought when I heard it was the Rock. That, that that told Rikishi to do is like holy crap they're gonna go with Rock and Austin at WrestleMania. Yeah, man. You uh, so a- as we move on here, you actually team with uh, team with Kane in a tag match against The Rock and Rikishi before the announcement was made that it was Rikishi, and he would pin you after Kane turns on you. That kind of seems a little bit silly. Do you think to take a pin before right uh, here? You know I mean, what? I, I think. I think they wanted Rikishi to look strong because he's just said, I did it for the rock. And, uh, they, they wanted him to, uh, I don't know. I don't know if they were going to use him as a, a shield for rock down the line, you know, where Austin had to go through Rikishi to get the rock. I don't know what it was, but I mean, I didn't mind getting the pin. It, what I did know, what I didn't know, but eventually I was going to be champion anyway. So, uh, I'm sure the company said, or Vince said, Hey, let him take a fall here. Cause we need him to take a fall cause he's going to be champion anyway. So nobody's going to remember this. And it wasn't clean. I mean, Kane interfered and yeah. Yeah. You know what they did a little bit too much though, is a lot of interference back then. They really tried to protect a lot of people all the time. It was like, gosh, you know, let us beat each other and that'll build each other up. You don't have to protect this guy and have one guy cheat and, and, uh, you know, get the win. It's just, you know, it was just too much. Everyone knows working out is full of positives, sleeping better, looking better, and just feeling better. But you know, the reality is getting started and sticking to a program are two of the biggest obstacles to exercising. But now you can easily create a dynamic, personalized routine to your equipment and goals, all with the FitBot app. With the FitBot app, you can set goals and check your progress. But maybe most importantly, the FitBot keeps you motivated to keep working towards those goals. And of course, the app makes planning workouts easy. Now FitBot's algorithm will actually change and update your fitness plan as you go. So if you feel like you've plateaued or maybe you're not making enough progress, well, FitBot's app will adjust all that for you. How about that? You just add in your equipment, you pick a fitness goal and FitBot will create a routine for you. Whether you've been missing gym time or maybe you've hit that point too, well, a fresh start has never been easier. And the app switches up your exercises to avoid overtraining or burnout, which I love. And of course, your program changes based on your personal progress as well. We want to maximize your results, and that's what FitBod is all about. By the way, a full year of FitBod is less than the cost of a single session with a personal trainer. How about that? So join FitBod today and learn new movements the right way with over a thousand exercise demonstration videos. They're going to show you how to do it. It's never been easier to get the results you've always wanted. Check out FitBod and get 25% off your subscription or try the app free at our link in the description below or go to fitbod.me forward slash angle. That's the link in the description or fitbod.me forward slash angle. That's F-I-T-B-O-D dot M-E slash angle. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about 
how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything wherever you listen. Well, Kurt, the next SmackDown is in Los Angeles and you're taking on Kane. But before the match, Stephanie comes out and says she'll be your new manager. Stephanie would help you get the win over Kane. Rock would main event taking on the right to censors Val Venus. That's right. Val has made the whole transition from the big Val Bolsky to now he's right to censor. Let's button up to the neckline. What did you think of this whole right to censor gimmick and that God awful music? Oh, it was horrible. Um, you know, I'll be honest with you. It got heat. It wasn't oh, yeah. the right kind of heat. You know, it was like, it was go away. Heat. You guys make me sick. You know, <laughs> honestly, man, it just, it just didn't, I didn't think it worked. You know, the, here they are with the button up shirts all the way up to the top. And you know, they're, they're like, I don't even know, know what kind of gang they were, but it, it was just, you know, they look like a bunch of office guys trying to wrestle. Yeah. You know? And it just, I don't know. I didn't like it. Yeah. It was like, it was like church pew four here. They are to wrestle. Let's bring up pew four. Oh my God. No, <laughs> yeah. thanks. And ivory. And she had the shirt up to the neck and the long skirt. And you know, I, they looked like they were knocking on your door Mormons, you know, I just, <laughs> right. I, well, you'd be out there for that match and you'd have such a great line on commentary. And you said, anyone who believed rock wasn't involved probably also believes that OJ didn't do it. And, uh, <laughs> Rock would get the win, but you would hit him with two Olympic slams after the match. One wasn't good enough. Yeah. Well, we're two weeks away from no mercy at this point. And, uh, you're saying about two weeks out, you still didn't know two weeks out that you were getting the title, right? No, I did not know. I knew I was wrestling rock, but I didn't know I was getting the title. So let take me through the moment when you do find out how many fellow angle family members are you calling and <laughs> that i'm winning the title listen to this this is what's really messed up none of them came to see it <laughs> that is okay. messed up and, and the reason is smackdown's on tuesday they told me on tuesday then i had house shows on friday saturday and then the pay-per-view sunday so when i got home wednesday morning i told my family hey you know i'm gonna be here uh doing the world title uh, wrestling for the world title. And, uh, and then two days later I leave. So I didn't really set up any travel arrangements for my family. Cause I was so damn busy. And I, I didn't, I didn't know what, like I didn't back then the WWE booked my flights. Yeah. I didn't know how to book flights. You know, I, I know you call the airline, you say, Hey, this is me. And it's my, here's my, um, birth date. And you know, I want to get, here's my credit card, but I just didn't really do it because I didn't have time in today's world. Uh, Giovanna would have slapped the taste out of your mouth. If you tried <laughs> to pull a stunt like that first world title, I wouldn't do it today. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so you're, we're, we move on and we're in Detroit. It's raw Hunter threatened you because of Stephanie and you would smirk in his face like a, like a little prick I and eventually. Yeah, and eventually you team with Edge and Christian to take on the Hardys and Rock. And, buddy, the Hardys, they were huge, big time over at this time. So you got six of you in the ring. It's almost like the perfect combination. It's you, Edge and Christian, the Hardys and Rock. The crowd was electric. Do you remember that night? 
Yeah, yeah, it was incredible. You know, the Hardys and the Edge of Christian, two of the best tag teams of all time. Kurt Angle versus The Rock. This was this was a great three on three, a great six man tag. Oh. And and the match was even better. The crowd's electric. You would even get Lita involved. She does a Hurricane Rana on Christian before Rock would hit a rock bottom on you. Stephanie would make the save. Eventually, Jeff Hardy would go to the top, but Stephanie would hit him with a tire iron. That's and my you girl. Would, and you would, <laughs> I love it. And you would get the pin after an Olympic slam. In these days, though, Kurt, if heels went over on TV, then after the show, there would be a dark segment to send the fans home happy. Did you enjoy though here having to be out there when that was happening? And was it fun to goof off sometimes not in front of the cameras? Yeah. Yeah. You know what? We didn't really go over to match backstage. We, we improvised. So we, we figured out who was going to be the winner and then we didn't talk about it. We just went out there and, and called it in the ring. And that, that helped me to improvise a little bit because I didn't know how to do that this particular time. I was still learning the business and I was learning psychology still. You know, I wasn't even in the business one year. So it was, it, it, for me, it was very nerve wracking because I didn't know how to improvise, but it, it forced me to learn how. That's so true. You know, I, I'm glad that you said that because as we go through this detailed storyline, it's like, man, but remember Kurt's still just in learning mode. He's trying to figure out what he's doing still at this time point in his life. It's crazy, man. Yeah. You know? Well, um, SmackDown uh, is from Cleveland at the Gund Arena for the Go Home show, and you come to go talk with Mick Foley, but Hunter cut you off, and then Stephanie cut you off. How did you feel with these two? Did, did it just feel like you were maybe getting a little bit upstaged, or you just didn't give a shit? You were just like, hey, I'm just having fun, even though they're kind of taking turns doing their thing, cutting you off left and right. What did you say? I couldn't hear the beginning. I, I was just talking about the SmackDown from Cleveland. It's that go-home show. Mick Foley yeah. is talking to you. Hunter cuts you off. Then Stephanie cuts you off. And I was wondering, did you ever feel upstaged by these two in the segments? <laughs> no, no, I didn't. Uh, they, they, they were supposed to make me look like an asshole. And they did a good job of it. And, you know, me, I, I'm not one person to complain. You know, if they want to walk all over me in a promo, they can do it. I, I didn't care. And especially at this point, like you said, you're still learning. You're still wet behind the ears trying to figure things out. And yeah, uh, I was there's, still nervous as hell every time I went out there. Right. There's a uh, four corners match scheduled between yourself, Benoit, Hunter, and Rock on this SmackDown. And you let Stephanie know you're concerned about having her at ringside because you don't trust Rock or Benoit, let alone her husband. And Stephanie reminds you, Kurt, it's a business decision, and she'll do the right thing. Hunter tells Stephanie the same thing, and Stephanie says once again, it's a business decision. And Hunter reminds her who she's going home with. <laughs> I mean, so there we go. You would get the win in the four-way when Stephanie stops Rock from pinning you, and you actually end up pinning Hunter. And uh, Stephanie didn't break it up. Didn't Hunter's, break it up. Hunter's oh, pissed. Somebody's in trouble. He's pissed. And uh, and 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 we're off. The show goes off the air. Benoit putting the crossface on the Rock, and uh, and we move on. And we're finally at No Mercy. It's Albany, New York. Were you nervous? Now you know. Now you know. Now you're going over. Were you nervous yes, or I what? Do. Oh, I, I, I was so nervous. Uh, I almost threw up a couple of times. I, I was really nervous. I, I felt like I did in the Olympics for the gold medal match. That's how nervous I was. Mm. And, you know, there were 25,000 fans in that arena. And it was like, holy crap, I'm going over. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing yet. <laughs> you know, 
<laughs> so now I'm going over against one of the biggest stars in the history of the business. So it, it was a big night for me, and uh, I was nervous as hell. The show is built around Steve Austin's first match, Kurt, back since his major neck surgery. And uh, so you have that. Talk to me about Steve and that neck injury that he had. And you obviously won a gold medal with a broken freaking neck. Did you guys ever have conversations about his neck injury and him coming back at this point? You know what? Not at this point in time because I I, I didn't have neck surgery. Um, Steve did. And uh, he had fusion. And I broke my neck in the WWE against Brock Lesnar. And when that occurred, I called Steve and we started talking about broken necks and shit. And he said, listen, go to my doctor. He's the best. I went down to go to his doctor and the doctor told me, listen, we're going to have to fuse three of your vertebrae, which means you can't wrestle anymore. You're going to have to retire. I was like, this is, that's not happening. <laughs> so I went home and I found another doctor that was able to do something different. It was more yeah. of a quick fix. But, uh, you know, Steve and I were communicating at this point in time because he was like, listen, you, you probably do need the fusion. I said, I'm not going to do fusion, Steve, because I'm going to have to retire. He said, really? I said, yeah, I, I can't. I, if you fuse more than two together, you have to retire. And that, I'm not going to do that. So he said, okay, well, good luck. Especially with all the trauma you had been through in amateur wrestling, too, let alone what you did with Brock Lesnar in the ring. It, it was a much different I'm sure your neck and what it looked like when they got you down there was a was a lot different than what Steve had had to go through with his with his surgery. Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, hey, before we get into the match, because we're going to watch it together, uh, there was a spliced up promo, okay, where you interviewed Rock, and we have that clip, uh, and oh, it's good. and it's some good shit. We're going to check it out together. Here we go. Early tonight on MTV's Heat, uh, Kurt Angle scheduled to host Heat. Scheduled to interview The Rock. What a joke this was. Take a look at this editing. Rock, thanks for joining us today. <laughs> That's super. Rock, let me start this interview by asking you what you think about Stone Cold Steve Austin. Well, The Rock will tell you exactly what he thinks about Stone Cold Steve Austin and all his little shenanigans. Sure, he's a piece of monkey crap and a jabroni. Whoa. That's a little stiff, isn't it, Rock? Sure, Rock, drink up. As you know, Rock, I'm an Olympic champion and one hell of a guy as well. But the one thing I take most seriously in my life is being honest with people. After all, integrity is one of my three eyes. Now, Rock, you've told the world many times that you had nothing to do with Stone Cold Steve Austin being run over by a car last November at Survivor Series. Now, Rock, are we supposed to take your word for it and believe you? You know, The Rock uh, has the innate ability to tell you one thing and, uh, and do another and say, well, I, I never did that, and have you believe it. <laughs> oh, I get it. So what you're saying is you were lying the whole time. You were the one who told Rikishi to hit Stone Cold with that car. Was that your plan? Sure. That was The Rock's plan at that time. Oh. So by eliminating Austin, you knew that you would be the number one superstar here in the WWF. Do what you got to do to get where you want to go. Well, now that we know you're the one who told Rikishi to plow over Stone Cold Steve Austin in that car, 
What was the first thing that went through your mind when you witnessed this? Well, when The Rock saw it, The Rock thought, oh, well, hmm, he might be hurt. Um, uh, the Rock better go take a shower now so he can go eat. You cruel, sad man. I mean, that is absolutely heartless. Stone Cold Steve Austin was severely injured. Don't let him fool you. He got in the ambulance, and as a matter of fact, he tipped the guy a five and asked him to take him to the airport in the ambulance. I can't believe you call yourself the people's champion after behavior like this. Settle down, mister. Don't make me stop this interview right now. And believe me, I'll do it. It's true. That's better. Let's switch topics, Rock. Tonight, you face me for the WWF title and what promises to be a match of the year candidate. What do you think the fans' reaction would be if you would somehow pull off the greatest upset in WWF history and beat me here tonight? Fans don't like that. They want to be gratified um, in, in, in terms of they, they want a winner. That is true. I couldn't agree with you more, Rock. Look at the big smile on your face. Well, of course I'm smiling. Because I know I'm going to beat you senseless and take your WWF title tonight. We all know what flies are attracted to. Now, Rock, two weeks ago on SmackDown, I came to the ring and gave you the most devastating move in the WWF, the Olympic Slam. My question to you is, how did that feel? Well, as far as for the injuries sustained that I sustained during that match, uh, they were actually multiple. I wound up bruising uh, my vertebrae in my neck. I'm sorry, Ron. We don't have time for all your... All the... What a joke that interview was. What a joke that was. Kurt, that's actually some pretty funny shit, dude. That is. That's it's really good stuff. Ryan Gewartz <laughs> was uh, brilliant. He, uh, he wrote all that and put it together. It was really cool how they found that different videos of rock. <laughs> well, you know what flies are attracted to? Oh my word. Hey, we're here. We have our final clip of the week. It's a two clip show. And this final clip is Kurt angle versus the rock. We're going to check it out. We're going to talk. We're going to answer questions and Kurt, we're going to watch you win the WWF championship. You All ready right. for this? All right, here we go. No mercy. 2000. It's Kurt angle versus the rock. Here we go. Part about this is that you can't keep your eye on Stephanie if you're the WWF champion in there with a man with a, the qualifications, with the skills of Kurt, Kurt Angle. And that's what makes Stephanie so valuable at ringside because you can't keep your eye off of her either. Look at the rock. You can't keep the people's eye or eyebrow off of Stephanie. Well, Kurt Angle, 11 months, has won the European title, the Intercontinental title, the king of the ring. And now. Is the WWE title next? I got a funny feeling, JR. Hey, hey what in the world, Stephanie? What are you doing? Stephanie up on the apron. Remember, it's no disqualification. And the rock distracted by Stephanie. There we go, Kurt. It's no DQ. JR ran through the attributes European, intercontinental, king of the ring. Could he win the WWF champion? So, really did a nice job setting the stage for about what's to come and going through your accolades. Yeah, yeah. JR is the best. He He's always been able to catch the fans and uh, grab their attention and keep them focused on the match. He's the best announcer in the history of the business. As we, uh, we check this match out, Kurt, when's the last time do you remember watching this match? Have you gone back and watched this one in a while? Oh gosh. 
It wasn't since 2000. I watched it in 2000, uh, the week after I wrestled. That's about it. Okay. So here we go. This is a really wasn't one of those things where I was like, Hey, I beat the rock. I'm going to watch this every day. <laughs> well, no, I didn't know if it was one of those things where we're like, Hey kids, before we open our Christmas presents this year, I want to have you watch a match with me when I first became WWF champion. <laughs> oh man. From the observer, Kurt angle became only the second former Olympic gold medalist to win a major professional world heavyweight wrestling championship in the final match of the October 22nd, no mercy pay-per-view from the Pepsi arena. Here you are, Kurt in Albany, New York, only Henry, DeGlane. Have you heard of Henry DeGlane of France? You ever hear him? Yes, yes. He was a Greco-Roman wrestler from France. Um, he was actually ended up being a pro wrestler, I believe. I, I, yeah. think he, I guess he won the he other the, world title. He was yeah. the other one. That's right. In 1924, he won the gold medal in Greco-Roman wrestling. He you know won crazy? What? France? <laughs> I can't believe they actually won a gold medal. <laughs> <laughs> that is crazy. That is I'm fun. sorry, France, but... <laughs> Yeah, for all our French listeners, Kurt yeah. doesn't mean to disrespect you, but he disrespected you. <laughs> all right, so uh, he won the world title in the famous Battle of the Bite match on May 4th, 1931 over Strangler Lewis and probably the second most historical world title change ever in Montreal. And uh, he won both a gold medal and a major world title. Man, Meltzer with the trivia there on that one. You and uh, Yeah, and you know what? That, that was reaching deep, man. Yeah, That's I was way impressive. deep. Yeah, way deep for the Nuggets. And it was so funny. Derek Sabato put in the notes here. He was like, does Kurt really know who DeGlane is? <laughs> <laughs> he said, yeah, he does. He read the notes before the show. and <laughs> He's like, oh, he was a Greco-Roman guy, wasn't he? Yeah, that's right. Uh so Meltzer goes on as we see uh, Rock taking you to the back. He's got your head ramming it into the stage setup here. Again, guys, this is no DQ. So you're in for the fight of your life in this one, pal. This just isn't a traditional wrestling match. No, it isn't. It's all over the arena. Do you like it, though, when it's kind of more just all over like this and less having to do things? Or do you love the chaotic feeling that this brings? Um, I don't mind being out there, you know, with the crowd, they go a little crazy when you come near them. That's kind of fun, but you know, I, I prefer to stay in the ring oh, I, yeah, I love yeah. inside the ring. Yes. Okay. So now, now again, we're talking rookie year and now you're even thrusted into even more of an uncomfortable situation where you're outside of the ring and being tossed around to and fro and, <laughs> and your beautiful blue singlet that you're wearing there. It is pretty uh, sharp. That is very sharp. Got knee pads. Yeah. Do you know where that singlet ended up? I don't know. Some hall of fame or charity somewhere. <laughs> there, I'm, a, I'm a member of so many damn hall of fames. I don't know where that <laughs> one's at. So, uh, we'll go on from Meltzer here. Oh, there's the rock cutout, and he's going to punch you. Oh, right in the face with that angle. Who <laughs> yeah. I, I love Stephanie's facials. Uh, Angle, who captured the gold medal in 1996 in freestyle wrestling at 220 pounds, was propelled in record time to this WWF title level. Oh, here we go, Kurt. Let's try to keep them headphones on. This head's going to swell. Here we go. <laughs> 
Vince, while Vince McMahon with few matches under his belt was recognized as a champion, as far as serious wrestlers holding the belt angle with two years in the business and only one year as a major performer had one of the quickest rises in history to ascend. What is the premier money championship in the business? Paul white as the giant captured his first world title in WCW six months after his pro debut in 1996. But Kurt, honestly, I love that. We love to tease and have fun on the show, but this really is a really tremendous deal for you. Were you ready to be the champion at this point? I guess, I mean, honestly, for me personally, no, I wasn't ready. I wasn't even close to being ready, but that's because I, I over-prepare. I've always been like that. And uh, I, I just felt right here, I was still in my learning phase. And, uh, you know, being my rookie year, you know, I know Brock Lesnar won a world title his rookie year. Uh, Big Show did. Uh, it's a tough thing to do. I mean, especially, but I will tell you this, uh, the Ra or Brock had two and a half years of training before he went on TV. Um, that That's a little bit more time to get ready. I literally had seven months. Yeah. Meltzer says, in a sense, Angle's win came across as more of a pawn of a show to involve the other key players, but the involvement of Stephanie McMahon, Triple H, and Rikishi was somewhat compensated by Angle, who had previously not been portrayed as a strong main eventer, putting an Olympic slam on both Rikishi and a weakened rock uh, at the finish of the match. Do you think the win was tarnished by all this, all this involvement here that Dave's Dave's talking about with all these other people? Uh, of course. Yes. Yes, I do. Uh, but you have to remember, I was a heel rocks, a baby face. He's supposed to look really strong and I'm supposed to cheat the win. And what they did instead of me cheating is they had guys getting involved and, and, and have it backfire on rock Rikishi trying to kick me. He ended up kicking the rock. So it backfired on him. And, and that's how I got the win. But like I said before, nobody's going to remember how I won. They're just going to remember I beat the rock and that's all that matters. Oh, absolutely. And nobody ever brings that up now. They're just like, he won the, you know, the world championship back in 2000 being the rock. And that's all we talk about. So we got a little, little Stephanie McMahon, man. She's, she's so good at what she does. Angles she is, man. She's <laughs> the best manager ever. Really. Firecracker. It's in her blood. <laughs> yep. Uh, Meltzer as rock chases her around the ring. Now she's in the ring. Oh, and you catch him with a beautiful belly to belly suplex to, uh, to the rock Meltzer goes on angles. Title win was guaranteed guaranteed earlier in the day by Stephanie McMahon, who seemed almost the focal point of the show. Almost if she was a Von Eric daughter and the rest of the talent were hired hands. But at the end, she was taken out of the picture, bringing out triple H to attack both angle and rock. Triple H laid rock out, but it wasn't enough for angle to win. Rikishi then comes out to attack angle, but he miscues twice nailing rock with a squash and a kick, which led to angle laying both Rikishi and rock out with his Olympic slam for the win. Kurt, my question here is, do you think Stephanie would have been managing you if you weren't going to win this title? I mean, she doesn't put herself with guys that are not in top spots. I mean, let's <laughs> uh, be honest. I remember when I wrestled at SummerSlam earlier in the year, she was my manager and I did not win the world title. Uh, maybe, maybe Vince had an idea that I was going to win a couple months later, but at that point in time, I don't think anybody knew except for Vince, if he did, that I was going to be world champion. So I don't know. I don't know if that's the case because I did end up be becoming world champion. So Stephanie did manage me back then and now right here. 
Here's the count. One, two, Rock staring at the referee, gets his shoulder up in time. I want to answer, before I continue with uh, Dave's summary and synopsis of this match, I'm going to ask uh, a couple of our fan questions here, Kurt. Okay. Sprinkle them in a little bit as we watch you. You have uh, a nice reverse chin lock on the Rock here. You got Earl Hebner, the referee. He, and, uh, man, what, a, what an amazing ref he was. Uh, Instagram, a wrestling historian, says, do you think you were ready? to be the WWF champion, or did you need more time since it happened so fast? Thanks in advance. Uh, like I said before, I think, uh, I, I don't think I was ready. Um, but I had to be ready. I had to go out there and perform on my very best. I thought my best was good enough, but it could have been better if I had more experience. Yeah. Keegan, our buddy who, by the way, I, he's sending me training and wrestling videos. He's getting better and better in the ring. And, uh, and he's about to put a show on, I believe in Canada. If, if, yes, if he is. yes, he is. He's a good kid. Yep. He says, uh, Hey, Kurt and Paul, how different was the process of putting a match together with rock compared to other opponents? I've heard in other interviews from other performers that there's much more of an entertainment element to his match structure than others. Oh yeah. There was way much more entertainment with the rock. I mean, the people's elbow, um, the spit punch, there's a lot of stuff that he does that he entertains a fan. So he, he kind of has fun out there. He, he's probably one of the only wrestlers that actually does it for the most part, but the rock is, uh, w was the most entertaining wrestler I've ever been in the ring with. Do you remember for this match specifically, Kurt, who's calling this one? The rock was the rock okay. was calling it to me. Yeah. He actually, um, I'll tell you this, Pat Patterson put together the finish with all the guys that got involved, but for the most part, the rock structured this match and I thought he did a pretty damn good job. Reese, uh, the weekly steel chair. He says, how did it feel knowing in the buildup to this main event? Kurt had the SummerSlam match versus rock and triple H. Then he gets Steph as his manager. Did Kurt feel ready to complete the best rookie year in pro wrestling history? <laughs> I, I was ready. Was I ready? I yeah. no. <laughs> um, but I did. I completed the best rookie year probably in history. Um, you know, for the most part. But you know, someone like Brock Lesnar, he also matched what I did. Uh, I think he actually won the world championship in five months, but he did have a lot more years of training beforehand. Yeah, but did he win intercontinental, European, no, King of the not. Ring, right and then the championship? That. Yeah, you're right about that. No, he did not. Carry that banner, Kurt. Best rookie year <laughs> of all time. Uh, Jason Bayless is up next, Kurt, as we see Rock just driving your head into the uh, announce table. <laughs> Those were real, man. <laughs> Look at your face. And I just got a concussion like a month before that, two months yeah. before. Well, now you have more concussion-like symptoms. <laughs> and uh, he just spit water all over you. And now you're over to the Spanish announce table. No rock. You're going in <laughs> and you reverse it, slamming him around. And this is the point where he goes into the pole and says, damn this shit. I'm going to do movies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you blame him. I know. Right. Jason Bayless. Did Kurt think it was a bad idea to have Austin's revenge match against Rikishi who ran him over and did it for the rock, which was also his first pay-per-view back uh, in the ring in a year on the same show that he was winning the world title from the rock. So did you well, like that idea of having stone colds, uh, honestly, for, for me personally, uh, being the main event of that pay-per-view and knowing stone cold, Steve Austin was on it. You knew the money was going to be awesome because stone cold came back. But, but other than that, 
I will tell you this. Um, uh, I, 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 you're always going to have a huge star uh, that's going to perform in front of you, before you. Like Brock and I at WrestleMania 19, we had The Rock and Austin wrestle before we did. Yeah. Okay, but we had to go out there and perform. And I thought we performed just as well, if not better than them. But, you know, it is kind of, it does kind of suck to have Austin perform a match or two before you do. But at the same time, it's up to you to make sure your match is five star. That's it. That, if anything, it further incentivizes you or, you know, puts the Definitely. fire in your ass to go out and tear the house more. down. Either that or you shut down. <laughs> and at this point, Kurt, it's like, hey, not only do we want to sell out, Austin's coming back, but big pay-per-view buy rates too. Yes, yes. You knew that was the money was going to be really good. So there you go. Uh, Simon Nickel 8K says, we often hear wrestlers routine of watching the remaining of the show after their matches. What is the routine of superstars who are slated to main event a show? So Kurt, would you have sat there and watched, uh, the Austin match and some of the other matches prior to your match or not really, you're just mentally uh, preparing you're, you're and supposed to focus on your match. You don't watch any matches until your match is over. If you're the last match, you don't watch any of the show. What would you do spending your time during live pay-per-view? How would you spend your day building up to a main event? I, I was warming up every 15 minutes. I was so excited about this. You know, I was like a little kid in the candy store. I couldn't wait to get that title. And uh, so I, I was jumpy. I was really nervous. And, uh, uh, you know, I just wanted to – actually, I honestly, I wanted to get it over with. I wanted to get to the match as quickly as I could. Sure, That's how I felt. I wanted to get out there so badly. James Chadwick Simpson, Kurt, this is, uh, you going up, uh, I'm sure it's gotta be another missed moon salt. Did you ever hit it? Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. When I broke Bob Holly's arm, <laughs> that's right. He misses a moon salt and look, you hard way over the eye there. Yep. Rock got me good. I think it was the steps. Okay. Uh, James Chadwick Simpson, uh, says, Kurt, you've been insulted by a number of wrestlers during your day. Who do you think insulted you the best? As great as The Rock is, I think Edge and Christian had some underrated jabs towards you. <laughs> they did, but uh, nobody compares to The Rock. He, he has the best insults, the most entertaining insults. That guy's insulted everybody in the business and their mother. <laughs> <laughs> he's good. Cena's done some, he's laid some in on you. Cena's real good too, I, but The Rock is my favorite. Next level. Uh, Brad Stanton, he says, and there's a nice DDT from the rock on the reverse one, two and kick out the Kurt. He said, your match went over 20 minutes. Was that planned or did you go over time expected? No, no, it was supposed to be 20 minutes. It went a little bit over that, but we weren't going to get heat for it. Cause the match was so good. You know, you're supposed to hit your time. And I think we went 21 minutes and the match was slated for 20. Drew Landry wants to know, where does the rock rank among your top opponents and why here comes the people's elbow um, and here comes Stephanie. Let's check this out here. Let's listen. I want to listen. Then we'll get to the question. Yeah. 
Stephanie! Oh, and then, oh come in. The last second. Kurt, you caught him just in time, buddy. Oh my God. I was I was super late, man. I mean, I should have been there a little earlier. I'm oh. sure Stephanie McMahon was pissing her pants. I'm sitting there like, weren't you supposed to grab his leg and trip him or no? And then yes, I was. Okay. Grab his leg. I missed it. Oh my God. And you decided to slide in and tackle him. And he was like getting the big wind up. I was quick enough. Oh my. (laughs) He was letting it hang in the air for a little while. (laughs) That elbow was hanging, baby. And here comes, uh, Helmsley himself. And he's now pedigreed the rock for what he did to Mrs. Helmsley. He's checking on her. She's just down like a corpse being dragged out. She's been pancaked by the rock bottom. And oh my God. Now, the reason why they, they knocked her out uh, is because they didn't want her to be a part of the end of the match. Gotcha. Uh, because they knew a lot of physicality was going to happen. If she was out there doing nothing, she would have looked silly. So okay, uh, they decided to you know, get her out of this match right here. Well, Triple H is taking Herb to the back. Drew Landry says, as you climb in, where does the rock rank among your top opponents and why? Entertainment-wise, um, uh, second or third. Uh, Wrestling-wise, he's in the top six. He's still one of my favorites to work with. The guy is so athletic, it's unbelievable. Like He is one of the greatest athletes I've ever been in the ring with. He doesn't do a lot of fancy stuff, but his athleticism, you know, you watch him jump and leap. I mean, this guy has a vertical that was, you know, could literally dunk a basketball. He was incredible. Yeah, he's uh he's put together athletic Tom Danucci, our final question from our, our listeners. He says, Kurt, how much more prestigious was winning the WWF world title as opposed to an Olympic gold medal? <laughs> okay. Um, I'm gonna have to educate this person. <laughs> His name is Thomas. So go ahead and Thomas. tell Thomas. All right, listen up, buddy. Um, the Olympic gold medal was the real deal. Um the WWF title is fake. <laughs> now, don't get me wrong. He just uh, when oh, you do man. win the world championship, the company is trusting you and saying that you're one of the best in the company. And and to be credited as one of the greatest wrestlers in the business, that's a, that's a huge compliment. But you have to remember, it's still work. You know, the Olympics was a shoot. There's no way in hell I can p- compare the WWF title to the Olympic gold medal. It's just not comparable. <laughs> Oh, Thomas, but Hey, you, you tried. And I think he was probably a tongue in cheek question. I think, I think he was, yeah, yeah. I think he was messing around a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, we get it, but man, you know what? It is one of the accolades when, you know, you're introduced and stuff 12 time. How is it? 12 or 13 time world champion to be exact 13. Okay. I I've, I've seen it different places. And here comes Rikishi stumbling, bumbling, mumbling his way down the aisle, busted open, bloody head wrapped up he looks like he's been through a car accident and here he comes for you at least you didn't have to have to take the old butt cheeks that night and uh and so here he goes kurt had to step away for a second so we'll just continue to watch this rock is just taking it to him and now kurt is back there he is how are you you hear my daughter playing the piano (laughs) no i didn't Okay. It's all good. All good. Kurt with the, the uppercut to the nut. A little cheap shot. Uppercut to the nut. So uh it was, by the way, as I'm going through some of Melter's notes here, it did. It was you going into the uh steps that caused your uh your eye to Okay. I figured that. I, I remember when I hit my head. 
It said, uh, it said crowd was way into this match, by the way, rock through angle into the ring steps, which may have busted angles. eye as it was starting to swell pretty bad by the end of this match. Um, so there you go. You did get busted open hard way. He mentioned the German suplex and it was evident that your eye had been busted. You missed a moonsault. He does a really nice looking one, but after Bob Holly, I don't know that anyone's going <laughs> to lay there and take his moonsaults. Meltzer says it took someone a while to have the balls to stay there. Were they, did they really though be like, dude, after what you just fucked up, Bob Holly, we're not, <laughs> we're not taking your, moonsault. you know what? Nobody ever came to me, but I, I kind of got the impression Okay, I'm probably not going to hit this ever on anybody, but eventually I had to. So uh, I, I think I hit it four or five times out of like 150. In my Kurt, we're going to we're we're going to the end here. We're going to listen to the audio as we wrap up this match. Kurt is the WWF champion. Meltzer says he then mimicked his crying at the 1996 <laughs> Olympic medal ceremony as he clutched the WWF title belt. Vince told me to do it. He's like, hey, I want you to go nuts. I want you to cry. I want you to drop to your knees. Do the same exact thing you did in the Olympics. So, right, Vince. Tear, so, so, no, so those were crocodile tears then? Forced tears? Yeah, they were forced. <laughs> oh man, so good. Let's see here. I got I've got so many notes here from Dave Melter that it's out of control. I want to see if he gave it a star rating if that was included back then. Well, we know it wasn't half. We know it wasn't five, uh, just because it was you and he had a he he didn't like you for some reason. Uh let's see here as I'm scrolling out. There it is. Four and a quarter stars. Okay. So that's not bad for Melter. Not bad at all. So, uh, Kurt, were you happy though with, as we watched that match back? The yeah, I was elated. I thought the match went off without a hitch. I, I didn't really like the involvement with the other wrestlers. I thought it was a little too much, but what we did though, is we got the fans, we shocked the fans. Oh, hell yeah. I don't yeah. think anybody thought I was going to win this world title. So that, that, that is really cool in the business. Very seldom do you have surprises and this was a huge surprise. Well, Kurt, speaking of a huge surprise. Next week, we have another guest, someone from your past, someone from WWE, someone Can from TNA, sucker, someone that I want to ask a question about that has to do something with bestiality sex oh, <laughs> and how he felt about all that. No, I can't wait. Booker King Booker is supposed to be here with us. And I can't wait for that one. My friend, I can't either, man. I love that guy. I love him to death. <laughs> I love working with him. I love him just as a person. He's, he's one of the coolest guys in the world. 
I absolutely love him and his wife. I really do. Oh, man. Well, the great guests continue as we head into the end of the year for the Kurt Angle Show. Booker T will be joining Kurt Angle and I next week on the show. Speaking of Impact, where Booker worked with Kurt there, too, you can check out all of Kurt's past top Impact moments at impactwrestling.com forward slash packages and sign up with code Kurt. Kurt, we need to find out, are they going to change that website next year? Because they're going back to TNA, man. TNA is <laughs> coming back in January. You're um, right. You're right, man. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a great idea. I yeah. Really do. I think it's going to help them. And then, by the way, guys, after Booker T, we're planning an Ask Kurt Anything uh, to wrap up November, December. We have some great episodes. And then Kurt and I are going to wrap up the year uh, as we head into the new year with another Ask Kurt Anything. So even if we get a ton of questions and we have overflow, we're going to do two more Ask Kurt's as we wrap up the year. So we're excited about that. Listen, as we get out of here this week, if your business targets that 25 to 54-year-old demographic and Kurt has a few weeks left, right? Just a few weeks left at 54 <laughs> because December's coming. He's still in the demographic. There's no better place than to advertise with us right here on the Kurt Angle show. Adver- tell me I'm going to be a senior citizen. <laughs> hey, everybody, it's Kurt Angle. He's going to be at every Cracker Barrel on Bob Evans ordering off the senior menu. You can check out advertisewithangle.com. I'm your Olympic hero. Advertisewithangle.com. Right now, find out more. I'm such an asshole. Wow, you can... You can advertise right here on the Kurt Angle Show. We would love it. We would have a blast. We would have fun with it. So check it out now. Why? Because it works. So go to advertisewithangle.com right now and find out how you can be a part of it. And by the way, check out our merch, boxofgimmicks.com, including the ratings machine t-shirt, all of our sweatshirts right now. If you don't have a hoodie, grab a hoodie. It's getting freaking cold around here. And uh, so wherever you are located, uh, I'm sure the temperature are dropping so grab yourself an angle show hoodie and we would appreciate it and then check us out on all the socials including youtube youtube we are about to hit seventy thousand subscribers we're on our way so why don't you go out and be that seventy thousandth person uh, please do guys Guys yeah we appreciate it and uh, so you can find it youtube.com forward slash the angle pod and you can find the angle pod on all the social handles but like this video subscribe turn on those notifications it runs an algorithm that helps the show greatly and we would appreciate it now, Kurt, I'm going to transition it to you because this is the part of the show when you start to tell us about how we can all look like you, shredded, rock solid, ripped. And that's by eating. Guarantees you're going to look like me. Oh, that's true. I'm a eating nature. That's, <laughs> doesn't a, happen every day. He's a freak in nature, he said. And he does it by eating smart snacks, crispy that's protein right. bites. That's right. Smart snacks, crispy protein bites. We have chicken protein, whey protein, and organic plant protein. 11 different flavors. Go to physicallyfit.com, the world of yours. Uh, the flavors are incredible. You absolutely love all of them. My favorite right now, I switch all the time, but it's Cinnamon Swirl. Oh. I absolutely love Cinnamon Swirl. Pizza was my favorite last month, but I switch every month. So, okay. Uh, but they're all, they're all really good. You're going to absolutely love them. Go to physicallyfit.com. All right, there you go. So check it out, physicallyfit.com. And when you're done chewing down those chicken snacks, you're going to need something to wash them all down with. And there's nothing better to do that with than with the Project One Nutrition Shake. And he does it in his favorite, cookies and milk. Kurt, tell them where they can get that ultimate protein shake. Kurt Angle's Cookies and Cream Protein. Um, 
It's a uh, high protein, low carbohydrate. Go to projectonenutrition.com to order yours. I guarantee it. You're going to love the taste. Uh, it's, it's incredible. Um, one thing I could say about my products, the flavors are all really good. All of them, the whole ball of wax. <laughs> and speaking of the whole ball of wax, you need to check out KurtAnglebrand.com. That's where you find your cowboy hats, your milk cartons, your cameo videos, your birthday cards, your t-shirts, your autographed pictures. Kurt, what did you say they can find there? Yeah. The whole ball of wax, Paul, the whole ball of wax. Do you see how I did that there? Yeah. It's, uh, we've been doing this show for a while now, man. And by the way, I want to put over say that all day. I've been, I want to put a, yeah, one more thing. It's officially here guys, the yes. Kurt angle ultimate figure. That's right. I got it from uh ringside collectibles is WWE ultimate. If you're watching on YouTube, you can check it out. Mine just arrived today as we record this. Kurt, it's ready for a fresh signature, my friend. <laughs> you got it, man. But man, that is one good-looking action figure. <laughs> uh, and it's with the big eagle belt that you ju we just watched you win. Hey, uh, is that, that with the hair? That's with the hair. It's basically the hair. Oh, it's that's the hair. Special. It comes with two other heads. So if you want to rip one head off and pop the other two on, uh, with the different faces, it has two other sets of, of Olympic gold medals. Wow, I think one, gold medals. Yeah. One of them was the one that Trish Stratus had around her bosoms. <laughs> and then the other one is the one that you wore. So if you want to have Trish sign the figure as well, just say, oh yeah, you wore these ones around your bosoms. Um, so there you go. And it has a ton of hands, Kurt. I don't know why I would have so many hands. I so, don't know, man. I, probably because I, I do a lot of business with my hands. With your hands. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The, the old knuckle shuffle. Yeah. We know what you do with your hands, but there may be a set for wrestling one for tossing off, um, and whatever else you do, but guys, check it out. The Kurt angle action figure, and, uh, you can find yours now, uh, Kurt, uh, man, this was a great show. Thank you for doing this with me. Yeah. And I got one more thing. My bookie shout out to my partners at mybookie.com. Keep an eye out on the odds. Playoff picture will start really developing over the next few weeks. And honestly, no real front runners in the league besides the Eagles. Could be a big push for the end of the season with more major upsets. Use promo code Kurt Angle for your cash bonus with bets on my bookie. That's right, guys. Go to mybookie.com. Mybookie.com. Kurt, what's the uh the uh promo code again when they get there? Promo code Kurt Angle. <laughs> you asshole. <laughs> He's got promo it down pat. He's got it down pat, just like I do the Kurt Angle brand. <laughs> <laughs> guys this has been an absolute blast we thank you for hanging in with us remember booker t next week uh, king booker is going to be here with us on behalf of your olympic hero kurt angle this is paul bromwell and we'll see you right here next week on the kurt angle show John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on, right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.